Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome back to Podcastage. Today, I am back with a re-review of one of the only broadcast dynamic microphones that can give the SM7B a run for its money. If you don't know what this microphone is, it is the Electrovoice RE20. If you are interested in this microphone, it will cost you around $450. Like always, I'll throw some affiliate links in the description down below. Also, for this review, I'm running the microphone directly into the Focusrite 18i20 2nd Gen, 24-bit, 48 kilohertz, gain at around 430. I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I will have to boost it a little bit in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. First off, you are going to get this zippered hard shell storage case. You'll of course get the microphone, which does come with this firm hard mount already installed. You'll get a 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter, and a little bit of documentation. Then as far as the build quality, I have zero complaints about this thing. It's built like an absolute tank. I've been beating one up for 4 or 5 years, and it's still working like it's brand new. As far as the construction, the entire body is going to be metal, and it has this very firm metal mesh grill, which has no give to it. On the side, you will find a high-pass filter selection switch. On the rear, you'll find the XLR port. And the mount on this is going to be made out of plastic, but I have never run into any issues with any of my Electro-Voice microphones. And if it matters to you, this microphone is made in the USA of domestic and foreign content, and that's about as good as it can get nowadays, so I think we need to celebrate. Oh, say can you see Okay, then as far as the specs, this microphone has a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 45 hertz to 18 kilohertz, a sensitivity of approximately negative 56.5 dB, and an impedance of 150 ohms. Now I'm spinning around the RE20 to 90 degrees so you can hear the off-axis rejection and coloration. We'll continue around the microphone to 180 degrees. Here's the rear of the mic. Continuing around the microphone to the second 90 degree angle. There we go. And then rotating and ending at the front of the microphone. Now let's go ahead and test the plosive rejection of this thing. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. And now I'm right on top of the microphone to demonstrate the proximity effect on this thing, and the variable D technology should limit the amount of low end that's introduced when we get right on top of the microphone. Now I'm about three inches off of the mic with it pointed at the corner of my mouth, and here's how it's sounding. About one foot away from the microphone. Now we're two feet away from the microphone. And finally, we're about four feet away from the microphone. Yeah, I know, nothing happened. I need to subvert your expectations. Keep you on your toes. Now I am typing on a keyboard with Gatoron Blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And for the game and folk, now I am typing on the sad W and spacebar key. Now here is how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room about four fingers away from my mouth. 
and here is how the microphone sounds in a completely untreated room about four fingers away from my mouth. And now, because the microphone comes with a firm mount, I'm going to tap on the desk to see how much of that noise it can reject. And then I will tap on the boom arm. Also, because I'm an incredibly annoying person, I will tap on the body of the microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. And again, I'm right on top of the microphone to really exaggerate that proximity effect. I do not have the high pass filter engaged and here is how it's sounding. And now I've switched on that high pass filter and you should hear a lot of the low end, a lot of the fullness, a lot of the body just get rolled off. I personally think for most people, this is going to be a bit aggressive for spoken word, but if you have an incredibly deep voice, it may actually be useful. Now, like we always do, we're going to do a quick spoken word comparison between the microphone that we're reviewing and a bunch of other broadcasting microphones that are available so we can see how it compares against the competition. We'll start on the RE20. I am three inches off. My gain is at 430, no high pass filter engaged, and here's how it's sounding. First up, we are on the Behringer XM8500. This is a $20 handheld dynamic microphone three inches off, my gain is still at 430. This is significantly louder, so check the lower third to see how much I boosted it. And let's jump back to the RE20 and do more tests. Back again on the RE20, nothing has changed. This is just a palate cleanser. Let's jump to another microphone. Now we are on the ubiqui ubiquitous, ubiquitous, u ubiquitous? Sure, SM58. <laughs> I'm three inches off. My gain is at 430. This is a handheld dynamic. It costs $100. Here's how it sounds. Check the lower third. Let's jump back to the RE20. For the third time, back on the RE20, just so you can get a feel for it, let's jump to another microphone. Now we are on the SE Electronics SEV7, another $100 handheld dynamic microphone. Three inches off, gain still at 430. Here's how it sounds. Let's jump back to the EV and do more comparisons. And in case you were confused, we're back on the RE20 again so you can hear how it sounds. Let's do another comparison. Now I'm on the Rode Procaster, which is a $230 broadcast dynamic microphone. Again, three inches off, gain still at 430. And here is how this sounds compared to the RE20. Which one do you prefer? Let's jump back to the RE20 and do more of these. I know it gets redundant, but we need to do it. We're back on the RE20. Here's how it sounds. Let's do another one. Now we are on the Electrovoice RE320, which costs around $300. I am three inches off. My gain is still at 430. No high pass filter or kick switch engaged. And here is how this sounds compared to the more expensive, bigger brother, the RE20. Speaking of the RE20, let's go back to it. Would you be surprised if I told you we're on the RE20 again? Here's how it sounds. Let's jump to another mic. Now we're jumping up in price quite a bit. I am on the Bayer Dynamic M201TG, which is a $300 instrument dynamic microphone. I am still three inches off. My gain is still at 430. Here is how it sounds. Let's jump back to the RE20 and do more of these things. I don't know how many of these we have done, but we've done some, and it's the RE20 again, and we have more to do. Let's do more of them.
And now I am on the RE20's main competitor, the Shure SM7B. I am in the neutral mode, no high pass filter, no presence boost, about three inches off of the capsule. My gain is still at 430. And here is how this compares to the RE20. I know some people will hate the SM7B compared to the RE20 and others will love the SM7B compared to the RE20. What do you think? Let's jump back to the RE20. Who would have thunk it? Back on the RE20 again. Nothing has changed. Why would it? And here's how it sounds. Let's jump to another microphone. Now we are on the Rode Broadcaster, which is a broadcast condenser microphone. This one costs 420 bucks. Lamau. Three inches off, my gain was decreased to one o'clock, and I do have 48 volts on. And here is how a condenser sounds compared to a dynamic around the same price. Let's do more. All right, again, we're back on the RE20. Here is how it's sounding. Let's jump to the ninth microphone, I think. And now I am on my original RE20. I'm including this to determine if there is any change in the tone after five years of heavy use, if spit gets on the foam and degrades it and that alters the sound, or if beating the crap out of it changes the tone as well. But nothing has changed, same distance, same gain setting. Let's jump back to the new RE20 and do more comparisons. All right, we are back on the RE20 again, three inches off, gain at 430, no high pass filter engaged. Check the lower third, and let's jump to another mic. Now I am on the Earthworks Icon Pro. I am still three inches off. My gain is at one o'clock, 48 volts on. This is another broadcast condenser microphone, and it costs $500. Check the lower third to see how much I boost all of these in post. And let's jump back to the EV and do a couple more comparisons. Okay, here is the RE20. Listen to the sound of my voice. Let's jump to the next one. And now we are on the ElectroVoice RE27ND, which goes for around $500. I do not have any of the switches engaged on this microphone. And as you can tell, this is the much brighter, bigger brother of the RE20. So there you go. RE27ND versus the RE20. And in my headphones, this is actually hurting my ears. Let's go back. We are getting very near the end, but first we're back on the RE20. Here is how it sounds. Let's jump to the second to last microphone, I believe. Now we are on the Earthworks Ethos, which is another broadcast condenser microphone. This costs $700. I am three inches off of the end of this thing, 48 volts on, gain at one o'clock, and here is how this sounds compared to the Electro Voice. What do you think? Let's jump back and do one final comparison. We're there. We did it, Harry. We're there. And you all know what's going to be next, but before we do that, here is the RE20. Here's how it sounds. Nothing has changed. Check the lower third, and let's jump to the final microphone. And to wrap it up, we are on the Neumann U87AI, which is a studio multi-pattern condenser microphone. I am three inches off of this thing. My gain is at 11 o'clock, 48 volts on. Cardioid mode, no pad, no high pass filter engaged. And this is the control from video to video. It's not really meant to be a fair comparison, but this is the U87AI. Let me know which of these microphones was your favorite, and what do we do next? Why did I forget how to say do? <laughs> what do we do next? Music test. Let's do the music test.
If I didn't have to buy another mic I could have saved a few bucks now But I just needed to know if the mic was functioning like new that's a true story. When I was starting this re-review series, I was so stoked thinking, finally I can make a video that doesn't cost me money to make. Then I realized I need to buy the microphone to make sure it hasn't degraded over years of use, and then it hurts twice as much to buy the same microphone twice. So, joke's on me, I guess. Let's go to the outro. Okay, so in the time between my review in 2017 and now, my opinion of this microphone has not changed. I still think that it's one of the best dynamic microphones ever made. And first up in terms of pros, I think the main driving factor for this broadcast dynamic is that extension into the treble and air. It makes it sound a bit more open, a bit more natural, but I do think that opens it up for a con, which I'll discuss in a second, but back to pros. I do think it does a great job at background noise rejection, so if you have a lot of ambient noise, this does a really good job at rejecting that, and the off-axis coloration on this thing isn't terrible, so if you do end up with room reflections, the sounds coming in off the side of the microphone aren't going to sound terrible and funky. But then when we start looking at cons, the first thing that sticks out to me is the microphone's inability to reject shocks, so if you are buying this microphone, I 100% recommend buying the Electro Voice shock mount or some kind of third-party shock mount because it's really, really bad. Also, that treble and air extension that I mentioned, I find does exaggerate some sibilant frequencies, so if you are someone who has an extremely sibilant voice, I think it may become an issue, but if you're someone who doesn't really have any issues with sibilance, I don't think you have anything to be worried about. And now, what are my overall thoughts and opinions of this microphone? On the electric guitar, it's not my personal favorite, but I understand why people love it. It gives you an overall neutral and even and balanced sound. I did find the low end to get a little bit overpowering while close micing the speaker cab, so throwing on a high-pass filter in post can yield better results. And if you're looking for that more neutral sound on the electric guitar over the more aggressive and mid-forward SM57, I think it's absolutely workable and a great sound. Then on the acoustic guitar, I'm still surprised at how well this thing works, and I think that's because of the extension into the treble and air that makes it sound a bit more alive, a bit more realistic, and it captures a bit more detail. So if that's something you're looking for in a dynamic microphone, I think it sounds great. In the studio, I would probably still gravitate towards a condenser for the acoustic guitar, but if you're in an environment with a lot of background noise and you need to eliminate that, I think that's where this may be the right choice. Next up for singing, I found that for a dynamic, the top end of this thing is extremely lively and exciting sounding, but it avoids that typical overboosting and unnatural sound that a lot of dynamics run into. The mids on this thing I also find quite different from a lot of other dynamics. I wouldn't say they're pulled out, I wouldn't say they're scooped, I would just say they're reserved. They're reserved mids, and it avoids any kind of nasalness, and then you get to the low end, and you get a really nice controlled low end because of that variable D technology, but if you want a bit of warmth, you can still engage and get a little bit of that proximity to bring in some more low end. 
And finally, for spoken word, I think this microphone is outstanding for that application. I know I'm going to sound like a broken record, but that top end is what makes this special compared to other dynamic microphones. It has a bit more liveliness, a bit more articulation, and it just sounds great in the top end, assuming you don't have too much sibilance. Again, the mids aren't scooped. It doesn't have a V-shaped sound, but it has a more reserved midsection. And when we went back and forth between all of the microphones in the comparison, that's where it becomes extremely apparent that this microphone has less mids than a lot of microphones out there. And finally, in the low end, you get a very powerful and robust low end, but it doesn't come across overpowering. It doesn't get muddy or unclear. Just a great low end on this thing. And to wrap up, would I recommend the ElectroVoice RE20? Absolutely I would, and for music, I think it's the exact same story as the SM7B. Although it's not my favorite for every application, I think pretty much every recording studio needs one and probably already has one because it's so versatile. I have seen this thing used successfully on pretty much every single instrument, ranging from voice to bass to drums to guitar, anything and everything, you can get a very usable tone out of it. So if you're doing music, I absolutely recommend adding one of these to your microphone locker. Also for spoken word, I would absolutely recommend this mic if you're looking for that brighter and livelier top end that is a little bit less smooth and can be susceptible to sibilance. You're also getting a little bit less of those mids if you want to avoid that, if you want to avoid nasalness. You're also getting the variable D to control the low end and the proximity effect. So if that sounds good to you and if you prefer the sound of this over something like the 7B, absolutely I recommend it. It's a great sounding mic. All right, that's going to wrap up for today. But like always, I would love to hear from you in the comments down below. Which of the microphones that I compared was your favorite? Did you like the RE20 or did you prefer something else? If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. If you hated it, give me a big old thumbs down. That was weird how it stayed focused on my face when I had my fist in your face. Anyway, what did I say? If you want more videos, subscribe. You can do that. You can hang out in the Discord server, podcastage.com slash Discord. And that's about it. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. You are amazing. Have an amazing week. And I will talk to you on a later date. Bye-bye.